The Talk Shop. A very good evening to you and welcome to the talk shop on this Tuesday evening, the 27th of May 2014. I am Masichaba Dolo, and you're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Tonight in our talkback session, we're looking at HIV and AIDS interventions for truck drivers with uh, the National Bargaining Council for Road, Freight and Logistics Industry. We'll be talking to Tertius Vessels, who is the Tracking Project Wellness Manager, and Famida Rama, the Chief Fan. Administrator. And then at around 7.30, we're looking at the contact center industry and how it can contribute to job creation. We'll be talking to General Manager of Operations at Merchants, Zane Partel. In the second hour of the talk shop tonight, we're talking about confronting the crisis of anti-homosexual laws. We'll be talking about a, a symposium and festival um, hosted by the Institute for Humanities in Africa. It's called Queer in Africa, Confronting the Crisis. Dr. Zetu Matebene, a researcher at the Institute for Humanities in Africa at UCT, will tell us more about it. We've got African Affirmations also coming your way, brought to you by the Iskia Institute. And we wrap up tonight by focusing on the success summits. They are now going national, and they will be taking place in Durban, Bulugwani, and uh, Mpumalanga. Dr. Nondumiso Mzizana is the founder of Success Summit, and she's the Businesswomen's Association Business Woman of the Year for the year 2011. She'll be telling us more about when you can expect the Success Summit in your area. That is the lineup for the talk shop tonight. I am Masichaba Mtolo. Let's get right into it, talking about HIV and AIDS interventions for truck drivers. Now, truck drivers are highly mobile and spend long hours on the road away from their families. This, among other factors, makes them very likely to use the services of commercial sex workers and stop over over towns near the major transportation routes. To talk about uh, driver wellness as well as sex work at truck stops and various initiatives which have been put in place to address these issues, we're joined by Famida Rama, Chief Funds Administrator at the National Bargaining Council for Road, Freight and Logistics Industry and Tertius Vessels who is MD of Corridor Empowerment Project and uh, they're managing the tracking wellness clinics for the Bargaining Council. A very warm welcome to both of you and thank you so, so much for joining us. Welcome onto the talk shop. Hi, good evening. Thank you very much for having us. Famida, let me kick off with you. They do say ladies first. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about uh, what was happening in the uh, road, freight and logistics industry that had the bargaining council saying, we need to look at this in a more concerted manner than we currently are. Um, Let me start by explaining, you know, the transport industry is the lifeblood of our country. With more than 80% of the country's goods being transported via road, so mm-hmm. because the trucking industry mm-hmm. currently forms the backbone of our economy. The more, more goods that we move, the more econo- the economy thrives. And the opposite is also true. When goods are not transported, our economy suffers. And basically, the long-distance truck drivers lead a hard life, and that's, that's reality, with prolonged periods of absence from home. The nomadic lifestyle of a truck driver also means that it's very difficult for them to access conventional medical services in order to take care of their health. In order to ensure the well-being of the truck drivers, as well as the South Africa's economy, the National Bargaining Council for the Road Trade Industry launched the Trucking Wellness Program in 1999. Trucking Wellness, previously known as Trucking Against AIDS, was launched to create awareness around HIV and AIDS, sexually transmitted infections among long-distance truck drivers, commercial sex workers, and those at risk, such as the drivers, spouses, and partners. Over the years, the program has evolved into providing a holistic approach to health and wellness, 
encompassing a wide range of free primary health care services. The ultimate aim of the program is to shift the focus from mere prevention to integrated wellness with health-seeking behavior resulting in healthy lifestyles. Since the establishment of the wellness centers, there has been remarkable increase in the number of people gaining access to primary health care and being tested for HIV. In fact, over 254,000 patients have been consulted and have received treatment and care with over 16 million condoms that we have distributed over the past 15 years. We're talking about HIV and AIDS interventions for truck drivers and talking to the National Bargaining Council for Road, Freight and Logistics Industry. This is the talk shop on SAFM 104-107. I am Masachaba Mdolo in conversation with Famida Rama, Chief Funds Administrator at the National Bargaining Council for Road, Freight and Logistics Industry and Tertius Vessels, who is MD of Corridor Empowerment Project. We're talking about HIV and AIDS interventions for truck drivers. We're taking your calls 0891 104 0891 or SMS us on 3- 34701. Our SMS number is 34701 and SMSs are charged at 2 Rand to join our conversation. Tershas, let's bring you into this conversation. When we talk about HIV and AIDS pre- prevention, it's more than just uh, handing out the condoms and uh, encouraging uh, people to test and, and know their status. I'm sure it, the, the wellness centers are looking holistically at the truck driver. Tell us about some of the programs that you have going. Yeah, absolutely. We um, basically started to look after sexually transmitted things when the program just started off. However, we quickly realized that we needed to look after our holistic approach um, towards wellness. And that is where we brought in primary health care, making sure that we offer TB screening at the centers, uh, as Famida said, also handing out condoms, making sure that the proper education and people know the proper education, where to access health services, and also how to prevent HIV, and even if they are infected, where to go for help and to get referred to get ARVs for the HIV infections. But are we seeing a reduction in the numbers of HIV and uh, AIDS-afflicted truck drivers? And the reason I'm asking this is because uh, the perception, and it's been well documented, that it is the long-distance truck drivers, Tertius, that are almost key forces in the spread of HIV and AIDS in this country. That used to be in the past. However, I can say that we have now, with the figures we've got in the past five years, Mm. can show a 25% reduction in sexually transmitted infections within our industry. And where we started off with a 20% average HIV infection rate, we're running down to about an 11% infection rate within our industry currently is. And when you talk about uh, ensuring that uh, the truck driver knows where to access the treatment that they need, um, are we talking about the clinics here? Are we talking about uh, this being part of the service provided by the wellness centers? A lot of happens at the wellness centers where we actually educate and tra- uh, treat the truck drivers for sexually transmitted infections. There's 22 wellness centers on all the national routes within the truck stops, opening at night from about 6 to 12 at night, at night when it makes it easier for the truck drivers when they stop over to refuel or to get something to eat or to sleep over to access the centers. However, when they test positive at one of these wellness centers, um, a CD4 count gets done immediately, and if it's positive, that gets referred to a service provider that puts this person on an ARV treatment program. 
But now, this is not an issue that's only afflicting the truck drivers, is it, Famida? When we talk about HIV and AIDS and the spread of HIV and AIDS, you've got to look at all the role players, not just the truck drivers, not just the sex workers, but also the families of uh, the truck drivers and how they are affected. That's you're 100% correct. You know, the, the trucking wellness clinics, um, they don't, don't just cater for the truck drivers and the sex workers. They take care of the communities around them as well. Um, the, the wives of our truck drivers also, you know, they get tested, and if they are uh, HIV positive, they go on to the ARV treatment program because it doesn't help us to just treat the truck drivers only. We need to treat their partners as well. But how then do we get the message across to the partners? How do you get the message even to the sex workers themselves with regards to the usage of condoms? Because the truck drivers are a captive audience. You know them. They're registered with their employers who are members of the National Bargaining Council. But the, the, you know, the, the sex workers are, are not so easy to document and, and keep a trail on. Yeah, I think Tasha can, can come in here because we, we have wellness days um, at the truck stops um, on the major routes and it's open to everybody that can come through to, to the wellness centers. A lot of the people that we do treat at our wellness centers is not just the truck drivers. It's a majority of them is the sex workers as well. No, absolutely. And sorry, can I also interrupt here? Please, come and in. We, we do also partner with various other organizations like SWEAT where we have programs for the um, sex workers during the day when they don't interact usually with the truck drivers, where we train them up how to use condoms, how to ensure that the truck drivers can identify their sexually transmitted infections and to make sure that they also get treated for sexually transmitted infections. And if they are HIV positive, we've got referral centers to government hospitals close by where we refer the sex workers to for ARV treatment. And um, how do you get the trust uh, going, Tertius? Because we are aware that uh, in some instances the sex workers are very reluctant to take part in any kind of program that they perceive as being a trap. Yeah, absolutely. It took us about 12 years to build the trust relationships with these um, sex workers. And what we um, have at our wellness centers is a non-stigmatization on, on sex work also, we have an environment where people feel comfortable to come in and to get treated with sexually transmitted infections without anybody condemning them for what they are doing. What about prevention, Famida? Um, it, it, it all sounds absolutely wonderful, and we're talking here about uh, the provision of antiretroviral drugs. We're talking about uh, you know, um, the testing for HIV and what happens when one is found to be HIV positive. But what about raising the awareness um, and ensuring that uh, the number of infected truck drivers and even sex workers who get infected on these uh, or at these truck stops goes down how do you ensure that the message is spread at all times about condomizing about keeping safe about looking after one's own health about knowing one's status you know apart from our trucking wellness clinics we, we also have mobile clinics okay the mobile clinics focus purely on on the well-being of trucking support staff and reach beyond just the truck driver in the workplace. The initiative spreads beyond the trucking industry into allied industries with the potential to spread the message of wellness information and you know about HIV and AIDS. The, the mobile services include voluntary counseling and testing, hypertension, glucose, cholesterol, BMI, malaria, TV, and, and cost of condom distribution. Uh, typically what happens is the mobile units will travel to our member companies to conduct wellness days 
and you know, were requested by companies. The wellness days are aimed at educating long-distance truck drivers about the importance of maintaining a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. whilst they're on the road. Um, drivers can get an opportunity to go for free voluntary screening in the mobile clinics by qualified nurses and counselors um, you know, for, for, the, for all the treatments that we provide. The program also provides counseling and referral services when required. We believe that these initiatives, you know, initiatives such as these can make a real difference in road safety. So we don't only wait for the truck drivers to come through to our clinics when they're ill. We try and, and, and go to the wellness days. Mm-hmm. As long as the companies will inform us of it, of it them, drop a schedule, and they send the mobiles out to those companies for wellness days as well. And in terms of the setup of the 22 National Roadside Wellness Centers, Tertius, are they anywhere near the truck stops? Are they at the truck stops? Are they in the communities um, well, servicing the truck stops? They're actually um, situated within the truck stops, um, right where the guys stop and sleep over at night. So they're easily identifiable. We keep them the same colors, same branding on them. So the truck drivers know when he accesses, so for example, a truck stop in Beaufort West, he can also access one in Hanover. So the guys already know where the centers are and where they're operational. We're taking your calls, 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207, or SMS 34701. SMS number is 34701, and SMSs are charged at two rand. We've got an SMS coming in that says truck drivers must travel with their wives. We'll talk about how feasible this is a little bit later on. Uh, let's take Sean in Escott on the road, a truck driver. Good evening to you, Sean. Uh, good evening, Miss Chaba. Good evening, Dad. Uh, I'm also a truck driver. I'm working, I'm in the, especially entry about almost 15 years. I've been experienced. I saw them, these young ladies. Uh, one day, uh, they're moving sometimes, they stay together three, four, five, they're every truck stop. I talked to one, one of them, they come, she knocked one day my door, and then she say, Oh, I'm selling, I got a business, I'm selling a goat. And then I say, What kind of goat are you selling? Then she say, No. I'm selling my private bus. And then she said, hey, how old are you? Then she said, I'm 21 years. Then I told her, I'm very old. I'm 45. I'm, I'm even, uh, I'm same like your grandfather. And then she said, no, it doesn't matter. It's a business. And then what I told her, I said, yeah, okay, did you go to school? She said, I failed. And then I told her, what makes you to fail? And then she said, no, I lost my parents, both my father and my mother. I give her 20 rand. And then I say, okay, take this money. I'm not going to do this job. I'm an old man. I got a wife and children. And then she said, no, I'm going to show you what your wife should have to show you. And then I said, no, I'm not after that business. I'm very sorry. Mm. And then she leave me alone. So what happened in my advice, I think in non-governmental organizations or governments, to catch these young ladies, put them into the school, teach them the skills, and look for them a job. They're going to leave this business. It's not a good business. Sean in Escort, thank you so much for the call. Sean is a truck driver. Um, let me take Tsidiso in PE before we tackle Sean's call. Tsidiso, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, my brother. How are you? I'm very well indeed. I'm a truck driver. I'm currently driving from PE to Cape Town. You know, I'm listening to the two, you know, your host uh, about the clinics on the truck stops and stuff. Yes. You know, I'm 32 years on the road. 32 years on the road. You know, there are, if your husband cheats, automatically, if he drives the truck, it's going to be the same. I always say we are not from, you know, the fields or the roads. We are from 
the townships, we are from homes and stuff, we are married, we have kids. If we do funny things where we stay, automatically when you drive a truck, we are coming to do the funny things. So not all of us are actually doing that, but my, my point is, the clinics we are talking about, on the N2 right now, there is none. There is not even a truck stop on this N2 I'm driving on to Cape Town from PE. You find them closed during the day. As my company, we don't just park anywhere. They avoid this, you know, the so-called uh, uh, the, the ladies of the night and mm -hmm. stuff. We park at safe places. They make it a point that they have accounts there they, where we sleep. We, where there are ladies, they will cancel. They will find another place. That's, that's the point. But now these clinics are not, they have to be... 24 hours open, not from 6 to 9, because like last month I was driving past Pongola, the clinic was closed, I had a headache. I don't know whether you even find those, because there is money deducted from our salary mm. for those clinics. Okay. Now you feel sick, you can't get help because the clinic is closed. They will tell you they open at 6, but you go there at 6, there's no one. So they, those two also feel must work harder for okay. us people because we are normal people coming from normal homes, not that truck driving. Truck driving is only part of an industry mm. that we are working in. Thanks a lot. Tidiso NPE, thank you very much for the call. Tarshas, uh, just the concerns raised by Tidiso around the operation of uh, the wellness centers, the times, and also uh, the lack of them on the N2 he talks about. Yes, thank you very much. Um, regarding operational hours, uh, we do all, we talk with government at this stage, looking at expanding into 24-hour centers. And also to make sure, I just want to make clear that um, that is what I'm glad for the opportunity to say to the guys tonight. Not all truck drivers interact with sex workers. Mm. So these are not sex clinics or HIV clinics. This is primary health care centers, wellness centers, making sure of other truck drivers. And also talking about the N2, and I know exactly where the gentleman is. There is a wellness center on, in Port Elizabeth. However, from Port Elizabeth to Cape Town, we only established and well-formed or established truck stops. Also to make sure a lot of our staff work during at night to make sure that they are safe during those operational hours. And I can assure you that some of those wellness centers are out in the sticks. So we need to look after the safety of the personnel working there as well. But we will definitely, if the drivers are more than welcome, I'll give my number out. Contact us. Let us know. We're always looking at new areas to establish wellness centers. And if there's a viable area, we'll definitely investigate and see if we can open a center there. Famida, when we talk about truck drivers, we acknowledge that we're talking about people that work their own hours and, and, and uh, you know, very abnormal hours, if one can put it that way. Why are the centers not open 24 hours in order to service the maximum number of truck drivers on the road? You know, the thing is that, you know, we've obviously done studies and established the clinics in, in terms of viability where it was necessary. And the operational hours as well. Tashers and them had done studies and surveys to see at what operational hours we needed to keep the clinics open. But obviously to keep a clinic open 24 hours, the funding is necessary for that as well. I mean, we need to pay for staffing of the, uh, of the clinics as well. And the funding for the Tracking Wellness Program comes majority from our donor funding um, with very minimum help from um, other organizations. So like Tasha says, we're in discussions with the Department of Health to, to see where we can open our clinics for 24 hours and have their support as well.
And what kind of communication is there with the truck drivers themselves that utilize these wellness centers with regards to what works for them, what is not working for them, what they need, and what is not being provided for at the wellness centers? Chaba, thank you very much. We do have feedback forms at the wellness centers, and we constantly make sure that we collect this feedback from our centers. Where we realized, and one thing that we did realize is there was an absolute need for TV screening that we should be really implemented now. So we constantly try to keep in contact with these truck drivers, and there's also a contact number for our national nursing manager at each wellness center. And if there's any suggestions or complaints, guys are more than welcome to contact us. Our phones are on 24 hours. So anytime, feel free to contact us, and we will answer and address your problems if there's any. I've got an SMS coming in that says, do you have to be talking about the disgusting sex lives of human beings? What do the sex lives of these people have to do with the public? And, uh, you know, it's, it's also a comment that was made a little bit earlier on by one of our callers who says, uh, we're not all utilizing sex workers, but we do know that there are certain truck drivers that do utilize sex workers um, and, and that the truck stops. A lot of them are seen as uh, viable trading areas by sex workers. For me, you mentioned earlier on that you have community um, you know, uh, uh, workshops. How do you get the community talking about these issues that even just on a day-to-day basis we're reluctant to talk about in our families, in our homes? I think you know, people need to understand today this is a reality. HIV AIDS is a reality. It's in the communities and it's out there. The more we educate people, the more they would understand their, their rights, they would understand what they need to do to prevent it. And, and apart from the screenings that we do, most importantly, we try to prevent it from, t- from, from spreading. I think that's the most important thing. But the reality is we're reluctant to talk about sex, and, and one has to wonder, you know, who comes to the wellness uh, clinics from the communities around the truck stops? Because I, I would think that the minute they come through, then they would be, you know, almost admitting that they are interacting with the truck drivers in a way. Joshua, you want to take that? Yes, can I um, interrupt there? Yes, um, what happens with a lot of these small communities, um, members of, out of the communities are sometimes scared going to the local hospitals and clinics because they are known in the communities and they feel a bit safer coming to the wellness centers out uh, in the truck stops where they know they're out of their community and where they won't be judged. And that opens a whole new environment for us to speak to those people and that, by word of mouth, that goes into the communities to say, people, that's not an HIV clinic. It's not just for truck drivers. They're actually looking after us as well. And, and um, in terms of the SMS that came in earlier on, it says uh, the so- simple solution uh, to do away with the sex workers at the truck stops is that truck drivers travel with their wives. How feasible is this, honestly? Getting rid of sex workers out of it's a it's a social economic problem and we all know there's a lot of um, in small places like the Beaufort West, I keep on mentioning Beaufort West, but there's places like Villiers. There is no work in those areas, and women revert to sex work to look after their families. So uh, it's a very difficult thing that I think needs to be addressed by government as well, in a way, in creating jobs. And and the stigma of... of uh the, the truck drivers who are utilizing um, or, or using the services of the sex workers because I'm also thinking that if one comes through and says, look, I've got this problem or I'd like some condoms, it's almost as though they're admitting that they are using the services of sex workers. And, and we cannot run away from that. 
No, absolutely not. And that is why we've got trained up peer educators and people doing counselling. They actually are salespeople working at these wellness centres. They go knock on the truck driver's doors to make sure that it's a one-on-one conversation happening between the driver and the educator and that the person doesn't necessarily need to walk into a wallet clinic and grabbing 10 condoms and off he goes. He can actually access these condoms from the, uh, from the coordinator but then also get information and, and that creates a a moment for us to have that conversation with the truck driver to say, well, we're not judging you having sex with a sex worker, but please do it safely, protect both of yourselves. So the, 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 these uh, peer counsellors don't sit at the wellness centre waiting for the truck drivers to come through to them. They go out to the truck drivers themselves in their trucks and talk to them in their own comfortable space. In their un- uncomfortable space. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do even um, group sessions within the centres to make sure that there's a group of drivers and it's in such a comfortable environment, non-judgmental environment, that drivers actually do open up there. Famita, how would you respond to our SMS that says, what do the sex lives of these truck drivers and the sex workers have to do with us, the public? Again, I'm saying this is reality. It's happening in the communities and we can't run away from it. Okay, um, we, we need to address it. The more we educate the truck drivers, the sex workers, the community people in the communities and their partners, the more we, 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 we help with prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, so ignoring it or, or believing that it doesn't exist, it's, it's, I think it's being, just being ignorant. We can't. It's, it's, very, it's out there. Um, it's spreading at the moment, and we have taken the initiative to try and help curb this, this pandemic at the moment. We're talking to Famida Rama, Chief Funds Administrator at the National Bargaining Council for Road, Freight and Logistics Industry, and Tertius Vessels, who is MD of Corridor Empowerment Project. This Sunday is the 89th running of the Comrades Marathon between Peter Maritzburg and Durban. The SAFM Sports Special team will be there. Join me, Brad Brown, as I broadcast live from the Comrades Marathon Expo on Saturday between 3 and 7 p.m. and bring you all the latest news from the world's largest ultra-marathon. On Sunday, we'll have live updates throughout the day on SAFM with Kim Laxton and then join Stephen Kirker between 4 and 6 as he wraps up one of the most iconic races on the world running calendar. Be part of the 2014 Comrades Marathon on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The Talk Show. This is the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107. I am Masichaba Ndolo. On our talkback session tonight, we're looking at HIV and AIDS interventions for truck drivers. And we're joined on the line by Famida Rama, Chief Funds Administrator at the National Bargaining Council for the Road, Freight and Logistics Industry. And Tertius Vessels, who is MD of Corridor Empowerment Project. They manage the trucking wellness clinics for the National Bargaining Council. We're taking a call. 891 Join our conversation with Famida and Tertius on 891 or SMS 34701. SMS number is 34701 and SMSs are charged at 2 Rand. One of the points that was made earlier on, Famida, um, came from one of our callers who said, we 
this money gets deducted from our salaries, um, you know, uh, for the wellness uh, program. And yet you say that these wellness clinics, and Tertius, you can come in, please feel free to do so. You say that these wellness clinics not only are servicing the needs of the truck drivers, but of the uh, sex workers as well as the communities surrounding these truck stops. Um, I think, Mr. Mr. Let me let me come in here. The wellness contribution that we receive from truck drivers takes care of three areas of, of business, okay? It funds a health insurance for the truck drivers where they get um, doctor's visits, optometry, dental care, uh, accident benefits, hospital benefits, etc. It takes care of a portion of that. We also take care of uh, fund the trucking wellness uh, clinics. Uh, fully from that funding, and the ARV treatment program. Our ARV treatment program is, is not funded by government or it's not uh, sponsored to us. We pay for ARV treatment for our truck drivers that are on the treatment. Um, so we take care of three areas of business with the wellness contribution. Um, the trucking wellness clinics itself relies very highly on, on, on the sponsorships and donor funding because obviously, you know, a, a minimum contribution of 6912 a month which is um, a general worker that will contribute that every month, cannot cover the health insurance plus the ARV treatment plus the trucking wellness program. So we have other initiatives to try and bring in funding as well. Okay. Uh, I've got an SMS uh, coming in from a driver who says that sex workers are very important. They provide an important service as long as things are done safely. Uh, Steve in Bethel, also a truck driver. Good evening to you. Steve? Good evening, Steve. You're on air, Dad. Yes, you're on air. Go ahead. Yes, please. You know, the case of your... I think somehow they're not getting the school. Okay. Some of these types of... You find it there are security and no other private systems that are going inside of Steve, Steve... Steve, Steve, we can't hear you very clearly. You were saying that uh, at the truck stops, at the wellness centers, there's security. Yes, these wellness centers. Yes. Yeah, we find it, the truck stops have security. Now, these people can't get inside these sex workers. They can't even get inside to, to like, go get their, these condoms and all these. And about this, them going to people and telling maybe the truck drivers what um, about these cancelling things. I've never been there. Yes, I've been to these wellness centers, but they don't even come to truck drivers. Okay. Uh, Steve in Bethel, uh, it, it, it's not a very clear connection, but I think we heard just of it. Uh, he's saying that at uh, the wellness centers, there's security that keeps the sex workers out, so they can't even access these condoms that we've been talking about. And uh, another problem is that um, the... Uh, Peer counsellors that are meant to be moving from truck to truck, in all the time he's been driving, he's never even confronted one. Okay. On the security side, I would like to say that these truck stops are actually safe havens for the truck drivers to stop. Because those vehicles are, there's a lot of, um, it's, it's a lot of um, equipment mm-hmm. in the back of the vehicle, so mm-hmm. it's quite a lot of worth, quite a lot of money. 
However, we've got an arrangement with all the truck stop owners that if the security escorts some of the sex workers inside, they will get help. However, at some of the truck stops, security will not allow any sex worker inside. However, our coordinators go outside to distribute condoms to make sure that they also get condoms out there. So how do you know which uh, security guards are keeping the sex workers out and which ones are letting them in so that you can have, uh, as you say, um, uh, you know, uh, some of your, your counsellors um, going outside of the secure truck stop to, to distribute the condoms? We're in constant conversation with the truck stop owners to make sure that the security guards are updated and know. We've actually introduced a two-way radio system now on the N3 highway to make sure that the coordinator gets called up to the um, sex workers if there's a group of sex workers outside. However, truck stop owners do not want the sex workers to operate inside because they scared tarpaulins get cut or thefts going to take place. Um, at some of the truck stops, about 80% of the truck stops are secure, but the others are unsecured, yes. I've got uh, SMSs coming in. Uh, one says, uh, this one is from Sam. Um, and uh, Sam says, uh, these young ladies help us when we stress because we stay too long on the road, but we have to do it safely. Condomize, he says. Uh, another SMS uh, um, says, uh, sex workers are for everyone, not only for the truck drivers. Yes, we are aware of that, but we're focusing tonight on the sex workers that are operating at the truck stops. Um, and this is an SMS coming in from a concerned truck driver. Yes, we're very aware of that, um, and we've spoken extensively about uh, sex workers and the rights of sex workers and uh, their relationships with uh, law enforcement agencies, but tonight we're focusing on the sex workers that are providing a service to the almost trucking industry, if one can put it that way. These are the sex workers that are operating around the truck stops and are uh, targeting or are working with or providing a service to the truck drivers. Anthony Enemtata, good evening to you. You're a truck driver. Good evening, Ms. Chaba. Jumelandad. Uh, Ms. Chaba, listen, I'm, I'm quite aware of, of these wellness centers. I'm, I'm also a truck driver. Um, you, you know, I, I don't think a lot of education actually goes out to all the drivers. I'm, I'm talking, I'm taking my own colleagues as well. Everybody is not fully aware exactly what services you get, although some of them is aware that, yes, you know, there's, there is the, the, this wellness fund. Um, but are we still there? Yes, we're listening. Yes. We're listening. I, I, I think, you know, there should be some sort of a, of a campaign or something where, 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 where truck drivers are actually educated about the wellness fund, you know. I understand, yes, uh, you know, it's, it's paid for, you know, the insurance is paid for, uh, it pays for the insurance of stuff. But the kind of services that you obtain from the centers itself... Uh, um, You're not clear on I, that. I, yeah, I, I, would, I would think that is something that, that, that the wellness fund should look at. Okay, thank you very much for the call. Samida? Um, I think what Anthony has said is, is very important. You, know, you must understand truck drivers on the road 24-7, mm. okay? Um, we do communicate, we, we try our best, but, um, yeah, I think it's becoming very clear that we need to increase our communication and, and get the messages out there more, uh, more, more frequently. Um, we will definitely work on a strategy to address this um, 
advise them of their service offerings in terms of the health insurance, as well as the the, the, the track stop, the tracking wellness clinics as well. I've got an SMS uh, that says, I wonder what uh, the person who said uh, that uh, this doesn't have anything to do with the general public mean, because are we also not part of the public? And to be honest, sex workers are are more serious about safe sex than a lady that is not a sex worker. That's uh, an SMS that is coming in. Do, Do truck drivers... Tertius talk about being marginalized um, by the general public, by even their communities, um, and, and being seen as, because also they're just never around, um, you know, they, as we said earlier on, work uh, uh, very different hours to everyone else. I, is there a marginalization that is happening? I think there is a bit of a marginalization happening, and that's something we need to address, because um, I, I feel that we shouldn't even call truck drivers truck drivers actually anymore. They should be called asset managers. With the amount of, of value of the freight they're moving, they're just not a truck driver at all. And the amount of hours they spend on the road, uh, they are really um, asset managers out there. And um, I think it's a stigma that we really need to break down because um, we pick up a lot from our nurses at the wellness centers that a lot of these drivers need to talk to somebody because they've got family issues and problems at home. And that's why we're addressing at the wellness centers a whole wider range mm-hmm. of just purely physical well-being, but also mental health be- well-being, which we are bringing into these centers. Do you think that there's an understanding, Famida, of the wealth of contribution that uh, truck drivers are providing to the nation? I mean, at, right at the beginning, you spoke about how they are almost the lifeblood of our economy because a lot of our goods and services are being transported on the roads. We'd love to get to a point where we talk about uh, the um, uh, rail also being used, but at the moment, a lot of goods uh, are, being, are being moved around in the trucks on our roads. Is there really an understanding of the value that uh, truck drivers are, are, are contributing to the economy? Um, I, I think there is. I think there is an understanding because um, clearly when you know, the truck drivers are on strike um, during the different times of negotiations, etc., the effect it has the economy, everybody understands that. But I, I don't think the people, you know, from the type of SMSs you're getting, um, it, it's clear that people don't understand what um, HIV and AIDS is doing to the industry. Mm, okay. The challenges faced by, yes, the, and, by and the, the drivers. Yes, and the new studies have shown that long-distance truck drivers are amongst the major contributors to spread of HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. in Sub-Saharan Africa. And as you all know, the lifestyle of a truck driver can often be very hard with grueling hours, long distance, um, and prolonged you know, lo- loneliness, you know, and the desperate and loneliness often encourages drivers, both married and single, to turn to comfort for sex, right, to sex workers. And on the other hand, these sex workers are driven to their trade by the high unemployment rate, mm-hmm. which forced them to provide these services um, that would place food on the table. That's basically what it comes down to. And I don't think people understand the consequences, you know, that they are devastating with sexually transmitted diseases and HIV AIDS being spread from one truck stop to another. We've spoken about holistic wellness, Tertius. Mandla says, we are struggling to get medication for chronic diseases, but the testing for HIV, they're doing a wonderful job. I have just tested. What uh, advice would you give to Mandla with regards to accessing medication for chronic diseases? You know, um, um, Pamela earlier mentioned the wellness program, and what the guys can do at the wellness centers, if they tested for a chronic disease, then we will refer them through to the wellness or to the 
um, medical aid, um, which I can, they all belong to, and yes. to make sure that they get enrolled onto a treatment program there. Um, and do you keep the, you know, is there a database? of the files from all the different wellness centers, Tertius? Because I'm thinking if a truck driver is on the road and they stop at uh, a wellness center, let's say, on the N2, and they're traveling right up until they get to um, the N4 at some point, uh, and they stop there, you know, is there some kind of... Of, of communication going on, is there a central database where the um, workers at the wellness centers, the service providers at the wellness centers, were able to access that same file and say, oh, okay, this is what is happening, this is when you stopped, um, this is what you were given? Yes, we last year kicked off with a program where we, because that is one of our main concerns is the drivers, also of, of people collecting medication, because some of the centers are only seven kilometers away from each other. So a driver can easily stop in, say, Harry Smith and later on into the electronic medication. So the system was introduced. We're just currently updating the system to make sure that we include the TB screening that we will be able to trace a sputum sample from the center as well. And a nurse, say, in Coxstack can be able to access the file for the sputum testing results, which was taken into Gela. So the system is 99.9% um, there already. So we're just upgrading a little bit at this stage. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. Looking at the HIV AIDS interventions for truck drivers in place. Famida Rama joining us on the line, a Chief Funds Administrator at the National Bargaining Council for Road, Freight and Logistics Industry and Tertius Vessels, who is MD of Corridor Empowerment Project.